the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good holy Sunday morning with God. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. You, O Lord, have put human beings to be in charge and responsible to prosper and to uh, multiply and to overabound on the planet earth. Yet we see today, O Lord, that the people you put in charge of this earth are doing more population control than they're doing uh, multiplication of a human race, are hurting the environment, are hurting the faith, are hurting the family, are hurting freedom, are hurting the truth, and most of all, are hurting life in general. So, Lord, I pray with my brothers and sisters on this morning, continuing with Psalm 102 and heaven with us, um, um, Reggie, little Joan, for the next Sunday in a row, um, the longings and prayers of people who we feel we are an exile. And I ask you to comfort us in all our troubles. Lord, again, and somehow... We feel, as David said in Psalm 102 in a third part, you have broken my strength in mid-course. And the psalm says, he has shortened the days of my life. I say to God, do not take me away before my days are complete. You, whose days last from age to age. Long ago you founded the earth, God. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a cloth that are changed. But you neither change nor have an end. So God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us pray. Christ has been raised to life. He is the first fruits of the harvest, when all the dead shall rise. 
just as in Adam all men die, so in Christ all men will be brought to life. We ask you to grant us, O Lord our God, that we may honor you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart, to forgive our neighbors, to forgive the oppressors. But we ask you, O Lord, show us the days of your strength. Let our days be completed when we see your victory over death and all evil. Give us days of consolation from this grief. Give us days of true freedom of the children of God. Heal our sick people from this pandemic, from the effects of unworked medicines or medicine that may not work perfectly. Let reconciliation be in the midst of your people and let no trouble be and no division and no confusion happen at all between those who have been vaccinated and those who have chosen otherwise. And let us not be victims of a science that might aim to distort the truth, to kill life, and that gives us false hopes that in medicine or in the expert of these personal sciences, there exists the salvation of the human race. No, O oh Lord, wake up everybody. So we realize you are our savior. And this is a fundamental truth of our lives. You are the one who saves a human life. We ask you this, O oh Lord God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your only son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, the one God forever and ever. Amen. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear friends, and uh, with us uh, for the second time on the Sunday is uh, my dear friend Reggie Little-Joan, President of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, and also she's a co-chair of the Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force. And um, this this is a beautiful spiritual show. We're not anti, we're not pro, but um, we're saying that you cannot mandate things over the human body that might end up not being the proper choice um, of the actual patient, of the actual human being, their personal choice between them and their doctors. Reggie, I want to say good Sunday morning to you. Oh, good morning, Father Andre. And I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, that, that we're not, we, we don't take a position on the vaccine. We're not saying anything about whether it's safe, whether it's effective, whether you should take it, whether you should not take it. What we're saying is that you should not mandate it because this is a, a personal choice between people and their you know, doctors and their God. Um, and also, I, I want to call attention to the vaccine passports, which is an issue that most people don't even know about. I, I want to ask you, so your plan um, is uh, stop vaccine passports, definitely, and you've, you, you've given reflections for um, defeat the mandates um, during a march that just happened on January 23rd, I believe, in Washington, D.C. And your, your strategy is to work through this plan in a peaceful way and in a political way, a political way, meaning non-political, non-political. You simply are encouraging people um, um, to... Um, Look at the alternatives, and they cannot be enslaved to a mandate. Why? Well, so this is this is the thing. In, in terms of the vaccine mandate, it, these are just wrong. You know, it, it's not it is not right to force somebody to have a vaccine. There are many legitimate reasons not to have a vaccine. So, for example, if you've already had the coronavirus and recovered. You have natural immunity. 
There are people who have religious exemptions. There are people who have other kinds of medical exemptions. There are all kinds of reasons not to have it. And it's not right to man to force people to have it, especially not little kids. So, so this is the, the thing, is that like Fauci has just said that he wants three shots for kids ages under four, under four years old. And this, to me, is just wrong. You know, you should not be mandating vaccines to little kids when the little kids were not part of the trials, the clinical trials. You know, so, so, they, they, so we have no idea what the long-term effects of this might be, and yet he's, he, he wants to mandate that. Um, so, I mean, if you look at the, um, the, the risk assessment, okay, the people who are at greatest risk are elderly people who are, in, who are already sick and people who have other, they call them comorbidities. So there's certain things that will make you at a higher risk. So, for example, obesity or diabetes or if you're battling cancer or if you already have heart disease or you already have lung disease or you have some kind of an autoimmune you know, disorder. I mean, so, so those people are at higher risk and, and might consider having, you know, a vaccine if they don't have a religious exemption. But, to, but according to what I, you know, some, one of the scientists to whom I, I've been listening a, a, a young child has one one thousandth of the risk that an elderly infirm person has for COVID. So why is it one size fit all? Everybody has to be um, everybody has to be vaccinated, or you lose your job, or um, maybe you won't be able to travel internationally. I mean, these. So I, we oppose the mandate. I see. Um, uh, Reggie, do you, do you, well, in the history of the United States, and this is public information, you can get it from Wikipedia, um, there has been many scandals throughout the 19th and 20th century in the United States where um, actual medical experiments were taking place on living people, living American people um, in the United States. I, I do recall there is this like 400 black men, unfortunately, I do believe somewhere in uh, Alabama, for instance, um, in 1950s, they ran um, on them like actual uh, um, uh, actual type of medicine to see just how a specific disease would work, and many of them ended up dead. And they did the same against women as well in um, um, 30s until 72, for instance. Many living experiments were happening against American population, and at that time, it was the role of the media. They brought it into the light, and the media brought the actual truth. And then definitely there were public hearings um, against those type of things, and these experiments had to stop. My question in two segments. One, is the media still play, playing the role to protect the people? This is the first part. Two, is the vaccine mandate and somehow an experiment on living individuals who are signing up to it? Well, okay, so in terms of question number one, the, the media... The, the media did play an important role in exposing what they what you're talking about is the Tuskegee experiment, right, right, um, where black people <laughs> were experimented on and died, and it was just it was horrific, and there were hearings, and those people had to be compensated. Um, although, how can you compensate somebody for for a death like that? Um, so the media played an important role in uh, the court of public opinion 
to, to, for the public to rise up and demand that this stop and that these people be compensated. But I'm sorry, but the media is not playing that role now, except people like you. But the mainstream media um, has actually, and also social media, has been censoring the truth. So, there's, there's, for example, there is a doctor named Dr. Robert Malone. He was the inventor of the mRNA technology that is used in some of the main vaccines. Um, and he has been saying we should not be vaccinating children. He's been, he's been um, raising the alarm on a number of fronts about these vaccines. And he was kicked off of Twitter. And he and, and then people who have been injured by the vaccines, you know, like if, if somebody posts on Twitter, I had the vaccine and now I have you know, whatever problem, they get kicked off of Twitter. So there was an amazingly powerful Senate hearing the day after the, the march. The march was um, on the 23rd. January 23rd, Sunday, yeah. Monday, January 24th. I'm, I'm urging people to look this up. It's called uh, A Second Opinion by Senator Ron Johnson and all these doctors, very eminent people, um, got up and, 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 and talked about the injuries that they had seen and, and, and the way that the media has been censoring them from, the, from getting the truth out. So I would say, no, the media is not playing the same role as it played you know, in the Tuskegee um, experiment. Wow. And so, so is the vaccine mandate an, another uh, chapter of a public experiment, uh, an experiment that is really happening on living people? Well, this, okay, I'll tell you that that is the opinion of, of, of these eminent doctors. You know, like Dr. Malone, as I said, he was the one who developed the mRNA technology, and he will be the first to tell you there is so much that we do not know um, that, you know, that it, it, and, and it, okay, I, I'm not sure if he says that this is an experiment, but I would say that it does amount to, to an experiment on, on, on the population. Um, because, and there was somebody who was a uh, part of it, excuse the FDA, okay, here it is. Dr. Eric Rubin, a member of the FDA's vac- Vaccines and, and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, stated, quote, we're never going to learn how safe this vaccine is Unless we start giving it, that's just the way it goes, end quote. So what does that sound like? Sounds like an experiment to me. I, I, no, you know, I, know I, I might. Uh, you, you have you have great logic in your presentation. There is no question, Reggie. But at the end, you know, we as as a, a people who care for the people, right? We want to guide the people towards um, consider an alternative in order to do something that is more important for your health, for your safety, for the safety of your neighbor, and for the safety of society. And that is always a reason to God. We look at this vaccine mandates in the whole world, and people brag that probably, I don't know if over 60% of the world population has been already vaccinated, but at least in the U.S., there is bragging that over over 50%, I am sure they say, is vaccinated. So it is a people's choice. Why do you think the people are choosing to be vaccinated? If, if, if Amit's uh, scientific pros and cons... Don't you think people are being informed? They have the, got their information, and then they chose to be vaccinated. And they are the majority And somehow. Why do you think the people are being in majority going into the vaccine? Uh, well, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that they do have the information. I think that this information is being suppressed 
Um, people are being people people are being censored. I think that the mainstream media, the the, the narrative is. Um, there is no treatment for this. You need to do this to, you know, make sure that you don't harm other people. But the, the new science, the real science is coming out saying, um, number one, if, if you get vaccinated, all it does is protect you against uh, more, a more severe disease. It, 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 can, it can reduce the um, symptoms of the person who's vaccinated, but even people who are vaccinated can still get the um, disease, and they can still spread the disease. Let me let me help you. Let me help you to clarify the question. And I know you have you have the answer most likely. Really, I do believe you have the answer. Do you see that there has been coercive acts taken in the law? This is such as the passport mandate, uh, you know, the whatever that that green pass that they created in Europe, for instance, uh, uh, not being able to travel. You cannot work in any medical establishment in the U.S. unless you have the vaccine on you. Do you think that these have been we can call these coercive acts from governments? And this is why people uh, chose to get vaccinated. It's not for medical. It wasn't a medical choice, what I want to say. It was a choice that is based because of coercion. I think that's right in a a lot of cases. I think some people are afraid and they they just got the vaccine, um, you know, to protect themselves. But I think that there are other people who just didn't want to lose their job or they wanted to be able to travel internationally and they want to go to a country that required a vaccine or whatever. But see, this is the thing, Father Andre, is that this kind of coercion is it, 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 it smacks of the Chinese Communist Party and their social and, and their social credit system. And this is what I want to say. I want to shift over from the mandates to the passport. Right, right. So even if a person doesn't get vaccinated, um, let's say they have a medical exemption or they just, I don't know, they just don't get vaccinated, um, they're still not home free as long as they get into the um, platform that has that tracks your vaccination status. So in China, they have something called a social credit system where uh, there's a centralized database that tracks all these things, such as facial recognition, real life, real time geolocation. So they know exactly what you look like and where you are where you live, obviously your name, your date of birth, your entire medical history, your entire criminal history. And then listen to this, your social media um, search history, your social media posts, your Internet spending history. And all this is put together to come up with a score about what kind of whether you are a compliant communist uh, citizen or not. And if you're a compliant uh, communist and you don't make any waves and you just follow the rules and you do whatever they tell you, then you can live what looks like a free life. But as soon as you criticize the government on social media, your score is going to go down. And so what they can do then is they they will make it so that you can lose your job. Your kids can't go get into school. You can't borrow money to buy a home. You can't travel. And you take a stronger stand against the government or you do it again, they can shut you off from your credit cards and your bank accounts, which are also attached. So you can't buy or sell anything. And if they and if you keep continue to offend them, 
they can disappear in you because they know exactly where you are at all times. Th- that's what I want to ask you, honestly, because we have a few minutes and you have a lot of valuable um, words for people to consider. This is Good Sunday Morning with Father Underwood, Reggie, Little John, Women's Rights Without Frontiers, and I invite you to really try to visit her website as well. Um, uh, Reggie, um, we have spoken before on the show about uh, people's compromised immune systems, uh, uh, people, um, uh, other alternative choices, medicine that is not pro- that is prohibited and not allowed as an alternative protocols um, when when people suffer or to prevent suffering uh, or to allow healing from the actual uh, COVID-19. We have spoken about that these were, um, the vaccines were developed and somehow or tested using aborted fetal cells in the past. We have spoken about all of this, but you and your vaccine, um, and your vaccine, uh, the passport, the passports um, stand against vaccine passports. It's a threat. So I like us to highlight why is the vaccine passport threat against the freedom, against our freedom? That's another angle yeah. people should consider, I guess. Right. The reason is because, according to tech experts, the vaccine passport, the digital app on a person's phone that will say what their vaccination status is, can incorporate all of the same functionality as China's social credit system. So this is what I'm saying. Even if you aren't vaccinated, you don't want to get into that vaccine passport system because there will be tra- it's a tool of mass surveillance and totalitarian control. And here's a way that it works in China. So in China, they have a health pass. It's green if you're vaccinated and healthy, and then it can be uh, yellow or red, depending on you know, whether, whether you test positive for the coronavirus or whatever. So one of the ways that they control dissidents is by just changing their health passport. So let's say that they have somebody who is criticizing the government and they want to shut them up because the Olympics are coming. All they have to do is change their health passport from a green to a yellow or a red, and that will paralyze the dissident. They won't be able to go anywhere. They won't be able to even get into a store to buy food. They're just going to have to stay in their apartment. Well, if we get these vaccine passports in the United States, the same thing could happen to us. What if we get people in power who who, who, who we disagree with or whatever – and we say something on social media that is criticizing the government, they could change our health passport to yellow or red, too, and paralyze us. What you're, what you're saying, to be clear, what you're warning, what you're warning about, to be clear, there is an existing system in China that has been instituted known as social credit system. That's what you're saying. And the vaccine passports might be this universalization, basically, or globalization to apply that the digital platform used by vaccine passports can provide the same totalitarian functionality as used by the Chinese social credit system. And then they can score people. Today, you're a bad person. Tomorrow, you're a good person. And if you're traveling or walking in any given social uh, place, your phone will start uh, ringing and will say your phone will tell those people or it'll, it'll ring on all the phones around you, right, and say, this person is bad. Stay away from that person. Is that right? That's what you're talking about, just to be to be clear, why you are afraid and you are against the passport. That. Well, that's right, because there was, there was a, a, a passport in, in, a, in a, I think, I'm not going to say what city I think it was in. It was a major city in the United States. I might be wrong, so I'm not going to say the name. A major city in the United States where they were putting warnings on people's phones, like they were tracking everybody, and they were saying, if you, let's say you went to a restaurant, they would tell you the vaccination status of everybody around you. 
so that if, if there's an unvaccinated person at the next table, you will know it. And does that, and does that make them also reveal other parts of your history? So no privacy, basically, with vaccine passwords, like such as your medical history, social media posts, bank accounts, credit cards, shopping history, internet search history, residence, place of uh, criminal history, facial and gain recognition, network, relationships, religious activities, participation. All of that could be part of that vaccine passport. Is that right, Reggie? That's what you're warning about, basically. Yeah. We have the ability to attach all of that to the vaccine passport very quickly, same as they do in China. And that's why they are saying we need to not get these passports. Okay. Wow. And, Re- and, 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 they, and these can be international. So, so that this will be like a government database that will have all of this information about you. But then if you want to travel, it's going to have to be international. So basically everybody in the world or all the governments in the world are going to know, including China, by the way. Okay, so when people want to travel to China, all of this is going to be um, be able to be interfaced with China and be accessible by China. Uh, all all of your personal business. So we just we got to not have this. We got to not have this in the United States. People have to stop, stand up and stand against this. So our website is called stopvaxpassports.org. So that's it's spelled like this: S T O P V A X P A S S P O R T S. Stopvaxpassports.org. We have a petition there, and we have quite a few webinars that will give you all kinds of great information about this. Um, so we have one about children, one about the military, one about surveillance, one about issues of faith. Thank you so very much, Reggie, for your time. And together, our song shall be with God, a song of mercy and justice. We will sing to you, O Lord, and we will walk in the way of perfection. You come, O Lord, and lead us in this fight towards life, towards peace and victory in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.